the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast. It is a Taco Tuesday here on the pod. And we already got some spicy uh, Super Bowl specials available right now at DraftKings Sportsbook specifically, Lundy. And here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to scour the interwebs. Uh, here these next few days as we're leading up to Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and the Bengals. We're going to try to find the best odds boosts, uh, best uh, player parlays that are out there that you can get at plus odds and hopefully score you some cold, hard cash. So let's have a little discussion on one. Again, I unearthed at DraftKings. Somebody hit me up on uh, the old Twitter box uh, yesterday at Noisy Huevos and said, Brad, you got to see this thing. It opened at plus 165. It is now down to plus 150. And that is Cooper Cup. To register 100 or more receiving yards and to score a TD, just one touchdown. Again, he achieves both of those uh, thresholds. He scores you plus 150. Now, he did that 11 times, uh, Luddy, this season. So, and a guy that's been, of course, rocking and rolling throughout the entire postseason, he has done this now in back to back games. Remember in the wild card matchup, which. Uh, The L.A. Rams obliterated Arizona. Didn't need him a whole lot in that game. Uh, With the positive game script in hand, he only had seven targets, five catches, 61 yards. But he did find the end zone. But these last couple of games at Tampa, 11 targets, nine catches, 183 and a touchdown. And, of course, against San Francisco in the NFC Conference title game, 14 targets, which was the second highest yield he had in that category this season. 11 catches for Buck 42. And dose touchdown. So, uh, you liking this one on a hundred plus and a TD, or are you worried that the second half performance of the Bengals and that secondary and the bracketing and throwing eight men back uh, in the defensive backfield on thirty five percent of Kansas City's pass plays uh, will resurrect and somehow clamp down on the king of catches so is this worth a ticket in your estimation i think there's been a lot of teams brad that have tried to clamp down on cooper cup how the hell did that work out for him really not well Uh, over the course of the season so um look i i think he's going to continue to get the targets this is one that um i i like the play because i like the the plus odds to it Mm -hmm. um i i I think he's I, i think he's I think he's more than likely going to score. I love him as an anytime touchdown. And in fact, I think they've got that juice to high heaven um, at this point uh, leading up to the game. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe things will maneuver as we get closer or we'll start working on tantalizing same game parlays. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think the yardage is going to be uh, a tight one for him. I think he's going to finish uh, close to 100. But given the odds of a plus 150, I will take my chances that he can crack the century mark, that Stafford finds him uh, for one more or maybe one of those effort he's down there somewhere kind of plays um, and gets him up over the 100. So I like this one a lot. When these first came out yesterday, uh, obviously it, it had a better payday. Uh, it's come down a little bit. Um, but this was my favorite of the initial – uh, you know, player parlays that DK posted up. This was my favorite one, bar none. Uh, so, so yes, I do think this is worth a bet to be able to jump on. Let's see Cup get up to the 100-yard mark. Yeah, and just uh, for comparison's sake, if you want to bet on these uh, stats individually on DraftKings, it's minus 200 for an anytime touchdown on Cooper Cup. Uh, those are lousy odds, by the way, because if you search around That's in terrible. the industry right now, um, <laughs> BetMGM's got it at minus 165 for an anytime touchdown on Cooper Cup, which is the best in the industry. FanDuel at minus 190. Uh, meanwhile, if you want to just bet separately on receiving yards for Cup, it's 102 and a half 
at DraftKings, and it's usually over minus 125. So just think about this for a second. You're getting a two-and-a-half-yard value, and then the anytime touchdown added to it at plus 150, that's the direction you go instead of betting these stats individually. No yes, question about it. Absolutely. You can find that opportunity where you've got a, a preset stack for you um, that, that does give you a little bit of, uh, of some value. Yes, you need to be looking for these. And, uh, hey, folks, uh, uh, be looking for these yourself, too. And like Brad said, tweet them at us. Yeah, um, because we may not we may not see him like that's how you got the heads up yesterday. I happened to catch it uh, because I was looking for more uh, uh, lousy picks that I could make yesterday. Uh, and I happened to come across this one. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, folks, hit us up on social media if you see some of these, uh, because we may wind up featuring them on the pod. So we appreciate uh, we appreciate you looking out. Yeah, no doubt about it. With that, let's get to this ultra spicy edition on this Taco Tuesday with another Fade five. Number five. All right, Lundy, we have got a loaded NHL slate tonight, so let's drop the puck and make some bucks. What is your best play of the day, my man? Well, I'll tell you what, Brad, yesterday sucked donkey ass uh, yet again. <laughs> uh, the fade the Nate is in full, full effect, effect right now yes. uh, on hockey. Uh, screw you, Ottawa Senators. Uh, otherwise, we would have been just fine. Now, I did manage to make it a break-even yesterday because Toronto was losing 3-1 to one to the New Jersey Devils in the first period, and I jumped on Toronto on the live money line at a plus 135, and they came back to win that one. So thank God uh, we managed to uh, live bet ourselves into a break-even point. Uh, but beyond that, no – uh, everything really just kind of sucks right now for me uh, from a hockey standpoint. Let's focus in on another over-under, though. And I always get nervous taking unders uh, just because I get concerned that I'm going to wind up with some meaningless goal towards the end of the game, which has happened to me multiple times. Let's go to Nash Vegas, where Music City uh, will find themselves hosting those Vancouver Canucks. This is one where I am expecting uh, the fact that we've seen some slow uh, offense as well as some strong uh, goaltending to mean that we are going to roll with the under under six goals uh in this one uh you look at vancouver's last handful of games they have gone under in six of their last seven contests and the only one uh and the only one that went over was because it was at five and a half and they finished at six uh so vancouver again not scoring a lot but they have been playing some decent uh goaltending between the pipes so between nashville and vegas take or excuse me between nashville and vancouver take the under six goals in this one let's hope that it's a quiet night on the ice uh, near Broadway. Shake off that chill, Lundy. I'm feeling good. Let's start a heater in hockey. Number four. All right, moving on. Let's get to the NBA. And Spencer Dinwiddie is in the news, uh, Lundy, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, for more importantly tonight, Bradley Beal is out. Uh, these next couple of games due to an injury. So he's going to see a nice little spike here in minutes. And we're going to get to his player prop here in a second. And number two, the ringers Kevin O'Connor uh, reported yesterday that his teammates in Washington don't want him there. And he could be on the move at the trade deadline. So maybe this is a showcase game. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm still going to take the under on Dinwiddie. 16 and a half points. 
uh, tonight against Milwaukee. Uh, got it at plus 100, as a matter of fact, at DraftKings Sportsbook this morning. Now, uh, Denwitty has been under this in five of his last six games. Uh, he's averaging 13.3 points per game this month, so well below this threshold. But again, a lot of people banking on would be allowed an increase in usage. Still, he's shooting just 36.9%. That's it from the floor in the month of January. That's what he shot, and I know it is now February, so we'll see if he can heat up here down the stretch. And last month as well, just 20. 27% from distance. Uh, you look at Milwaukee, number 10 in the NBA, and adjusted offensive efficiency, and earlier this season in 26 minutes against the Bucks back in early November, just a six-pack of points. That's all he posted in the box score. So with his uh, teammates uh, not exactly loving his company right now, and uh, knowing, too, that the matchup is a bit daunting and he can't hit the broad side of a barn, I'm not buying in, with even with Beal out, that Dinwiddie's going to snap out of this funk. So give me the under, 16.5 points, plus 100 on the road against Milwaukee. Lundy, fade or follow. You basically could substitute Spencer Dinwiddie's name with mine uh, with the description you just gave, uh, and it would have been interchangeable with people listening to the pod. Like right now, uh, teammates don't want him around. Uh, he's not uh, He's not welcome. That's basically me with my picks right now yeah. that you just yep. described. Uh, so I, I, Fade I, I the totally understand. Fade the Lundy. Yeah. That's what we should name the show now. Yeah, it really it really should be. It should be. Uh, let's just push Nate over a cliff. Uh, we could call it that as well. Um, so, hey, in my defense, there have been a stupid number of uh, upsets in the last uh, four days. So let's hope that maybe things uh, get back to normal. Uh, I'm going to follow on this one because you start talking about a guy that uh, his teammates uh, are quietly and maybe not so quietly since it's starting to leak out. Uh, talk about the fact that they don't want him around. Uh, yes, this is a guy that uh, unless he just decides that he wants to go off on his own, uh, in which case he could just get tripped by one of his own players going down the court. Uh, if <laughs> yep. he tries to do that, I just, this this to me is too high of a number for a guy that may not be wearing that jersey much longer. Yeah, no doubt about it. Make some dollars and fade Spencer Dinwiddie. Number three. All right, let's move on to college basketball. Another profitable night for me, man. I've been hot. How about Santa Clara last night? Lenny. They went on a 28 to nothing yes. run. 28 I, I, to nothing run. I was not specific. watching the game, but I saw your update oh. on Twitter and I was like, holy crap, that is a that's a bare bottom spanking right yeah, there. Yeah, you don't really see that very often. A 28-0 run. Uh, and they were down by double figures early in that game, and they won with ease and got the cover going away. And I bet on them on the second half line, minus two and a half. Yeah, I think they handled business. Not to say the least. Well, hopefully uh, that Santa Clara searing streak will apply to another S-named team, and that is the St. John's Johnnies. Uh, And I'm going to take the over on the Red Storm on 73.5 team total points against the Big East Pack leader in the Providence Friars. Now, uh, our good friend Tim Murray at Visson says, embrace the stink. Right, that that's one of his shticks that he puts out there. When there is a line that you're like, "What on earth is this? This is perplexing and head scratching." And we have that tonight as the Johnnies at home are laying three and a half against a Providence team that's lost one game in the Big East. And you know, I think regression could kick in tonight for the Friars. Uh, and I do like the Johnnies go out there and score some points, uh, which they have done early and often this season. They have been over 73.5 points in four of eight Big East games. They did score 73 right on the dot. So, yar, Captain Hook came into play. First time out, which is a 10-point loss at Providence in early January. But Champenny, Posh Alexander, I swear to God, I didn't make up that name. That's a real name. 
and uh, Mathis each uh, combined in that game over 13 from distance. So, and they still scored 73, and that was uncharacteristic. This is one of the fastest teams in the country, or the Johnnies, number four to Justin Tippo nationally. And in Biggie's play, they're getting a second chance on 34.2% of their possessions. Providence, uh, pretty good defensively, giving up just 0.998 points per possession in Biggie's play. But because this is going to be played, hair on fire pace. Uh, the Johnnies are at home, and again, embracing that stink. Check is in the mail there, Mr. Murray. I think the Johnnies uh, win this game straight up. I think they score the cover on the three and a half. But more importantly, I think they're going to eclipse 80 points, Lundy, against these surprising Friars and humble them for once here in Big E's action. So fade or follow, Mike Anderson, St. John's Red Storm over 73 and a half team total points versus Providence minus 115 at DraftKings. Well, first of all, I, I like the idea of them potentially taking it uh, on the money line or with the points or however you want to play it. I like that one. But I'll take the pace to be able to get up close to that 80. I don't know if they cross 80. I'm not quite as uh, bullish as you are. Uh, but then again, <clears throat> I'm, I don't have any bankroll left. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I'm not quite as bullish, but I do think they get above the 73 and a half. I, I'm going to give them the edge because they're at home. I, that's actually one of the biggest reasons for me. You take this kind of pace and then you add in the idea of the crowd. Um, I, I think this is one that they get up, maybe not crossing 80, but I, the 73 and a half is too low. Yeah, no doubt about it. Replenish that bank account, Luddy, and get back in the cave. I gotta don't. I gotta donate some uh, some plasma, uh, some blood. Uh, I don't know. Maybe start turning tricks on one of the corners yep. of Colfax yep. here in yep. Denver. I don't know. Could be uh, could be one of those kind of nights. Well, you might make fifty cents, and you can throw it all down on St. John's. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in college basketball plus bonus time in the NBA. NHL, and of course, more college hoops. Number two. All right, let's go to the Atlantic 10 Conference, and let's talk about the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, who have been one of the bigger disappointments in college basketball this season, a, a team that uh, early on was ranked. Uh, a lot of upperclassmen and holdovers back on this squad uh, had COVID issues galore, which shut down that program, and uh, they have had the wheels just kind of fly off. Well, they're at home and a potential redemption spot against the Davidson Wildcats, and I don't trust the bodies. I'm going to take – uh, the Silver Fox and Bob McKillop, uh, one of the offensive geniuses of college basketball, and his squad at plus three and a half. Uh, you look at Davidson, they are scoring juggernauts. 1.144 points per possession netted on this season. That's inside the top 15 nationally uh, among all 358 Division One teams. A team that's shooting 38% from distance, 54.7% inside the arc, and 79.2% at the charity stripe. You look at St. Bonaventure, number one, 58 adjusted offensive efficiency. Davidson, well, they're even lousier uh, when bodying up. Number 194 in adjusted offensive efficiency on the season. But this screams last possession wins the game uh and there's oh who involved in this <laughs> yar me matey's captain hook so even if the bodies win this thing by i don't know last second triple we still score a winning ticket on davidson so with the hook in play love the wildcats plus three and a half hell they could win this thing straight up uh the way the bonaventure has played this season but lundy fader follow bob mckillips uh davidson wildcats Plus three and a half on the road against St. Bonaventure. Minus one Ted of MGM. 
You know, the only time, Brad, that I did finally decide, you know, maybe there can be a little bit of something here with St. Bonaventure a couple of weeks ago. No, they, they absolutely ostrich size egg. I mean, we were making a giant yeah. omelet yeah. Uh, with these guys. They have been such a ridiculous disappointment. Um, and given the fact that they're only one in six against the spread in their last seven games where they were a favorite at home. Uh, yeah, we're going to roll with Davidson because St. Bonaventure has given us absolutely nothing to believe in um, at this point. Uh, they have stopped believing and are letting Steve Perry down. <laughs> Don't stop believing in Davidson, not St. Bonaventure. Number one. All right, my top play in the world of college basketball, and let's go back to the Big East and mush. Huskies mush. I'm going to lay the chalk on the 10 and a half. Now, truth be told, I grabbed this line last night when it opened at nine and a half. Thought that was an extraordinary value, and apparently a lot of people agree with me because it's moved by a full point. I uh, can get it at a lighter juice right now at tape time at FanDuel. It's just minus 106 if you want to side with the Huskies. And I, I still think they're going to cover the 10 and a half against visiting Creighton. Uh, this Huskies team is uh, probably one of the most devastating squads that's flying under the radar right now. I think this is going to be a second weekend NCAA tournament team here in the end. UConn really gets after it on the offensive glass. 38% of their possessions result in a second chance opportunity. They're also shooting 36.2% from way downtown in the Big East. You got Sonogo, you got Whaley. Uh, So you got that inside presence. You got RJ Cole in the balance outside as well. There are not a whole lot of weaknesses and they got depth to boot. Now you look at Creighton, uh, it's a very good defensive team, uh, but they really score the rock in particular inside the arc with Kalkbrenner, but when you have the rim protector in Sonogo and Whaley is so long as well, I think it's going to be a, a chore, maybe even a nightmare for Creighton to put ball through basket. Plus, they got turnover problems galore, constantly shooting themselves in the foot. So pull it all together, get those sprint outs, easy buckets, I uh, got the balance of UConn. They're riding a five-game winning streak. I, I think they're going to cover this thing with ease. This could be like a 15-plus point home smashing of Greg McDermott's Creighton Blue Jays. So, fade or follow, UConn, minus 10.5 against Creighton, minus 106 at FanDuel. I hate point totals in conference games that are this high. Uh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll follow. I'll follow. Do you see the reluctance in my voice right now? Uh-huh. Uh, I will uh-huh. follow. In, it's a lot of points. It's it is. a lot of points. It was a lot of points for Santa Clara last night. They went on a 28-0 run. An easy cover, Lundy. Come yeah, on, but are the, are the Are the Huskies going to go on a 28 to nothing run? Doubtful. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will follow on this one, but I do think this is a lot of points. This might be one, Brad, that I'll try to find something that maybe I want to alt-line it. Maybe take it from 10.5 to like 8.5 yeah. or 7.5 yeah. and then pair it up with something else because there are some absolutely, and I know you've got some here in bonus time, there are some absolutely spectacular college basketball games tonight. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get to that here in a moment. And it is a, a dynamite night for alt-lining. And we're going to feature yes. a couple of those right now, because it's bonus time. What else you got for me on this fine Tuesday, Lundy? Uh, all right. At the uh, risk of continuing to uh, suck on the ice, uh, let, here's a two-legger for you. We're going puck line with both of these, which is probably going to be the death of me. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are at home against the lowly Arizona Coyotes. You know we always fade the Coyotes, so we're going to take Colorado on the puck line minus one and a half, which, by the way, even at minus one and a half, Brad, is a minus 200 juice. That's how good the abs wow. are right now. Uh, so we're going to take Colorado minus one and a half, so they got to beat uh, the Coyotes by at least two, and then we're going to take the Washington Cap 
Capitals to keep it close, maybe win, but keep it close on the road against the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, tonight. So we're going to take Colorado minus one and a half, Washington plus one and a half on the puck line. You put those two together, it's a two-legger at plus 138. And Brad, I'm also going to dip into the NBA pool here. Oh, let's do it! Give me the Detroit Pistons minus two tonight at home against the New Orleans Pelicans. Here's why. Jeremy Grant is expected back, finally, uh, after the wrist injury. I don't know that he's going to play a ton, but I just think him being back, even if he's on a pitch count, is going to be big for this Pistons team. He has not played since December 10th. Um, And then Kelly Olynyk is also expected back. He has been in health and safety protocols for the last 10 days. So both of them are expected back for Detroit. New Orleans is on the second night of a back-to-back they just lost to Cleveland last night by three now you go on the road you play again they're in the middle of a four-game road trip uh they're going to Detroit Detroit's only laying two and I'm willing to do that at a minus 110 juice so give me the Pistons minus two and then our NHL two-legger and then beyond that I'm gonna have to turn multiple tricks tonight if I'm expecting to bet on anything else (laughs) well you should be betting on a couple of these uh let's go the NBA first and uh again I threw out Spencer Dinwiddie earlier on the pod I like the over on my guy, Franz Wagner. Uh, again, I keep going back to those waters, and they're very replenishing for the bank account, Lundy. And and I think he's going to get this with ease against the Bulls on the road. It's minus 125 right now. But Wagner's been over this in four straight games on 15 and a half points. Uh, and if you look back in his earlier match of the season at Chicago, he was 15 right on the nose. So, I mean, hopefully Captain Nick will uh, come into the picture here, but Chicago has really unraveled defensively since then. Number 20 in the NBA and adjusted offensive efficiency. So, uh, Wagner's shooting 50.3%. At least he did in the month of January. I think he's going to carry that over here with the calendar flip into February and get uh, maybe close to 20 points tonight. So, I like the over on that. All right, back to the world of college basketball. I said it's a great night to alt-line, and that is indeed the case. So, let me get a two-leg alt-line parlay here. Give me Iowa State at home. Against visiting Kansas, uh, will David McCormack pull ahead from posterior? We'll see. Plus nine for the Cyclones uh, inside Hilton. And uh, give me that with Texas A&M plus 16 on the road at Tennessee. I think this A&M team is undervalued, uh, a team that can really get after it uh, due to their depth. Um, Now, they've lost four straight contests, Lundy, in conference play, had the Aggies, but it was a six-point spread to Kentucky, three at Arkansas, six at LSU, and then 11 inexplicably at home to South Carolina. They're going to keep this nice and snug. They are a competitive bunch. The Vols are way too inconsistent offensively. Unless they're shooting lights out, they're not going to cover the 16 on the alt line. And then for Iowa State, this is a rematch earlier this season, which the Cyclones nearly locked, uh, knocked off uh, the Jayhawks inside Fall Gallon. They lost by Un Punto in that game. All you got to do is hang on the glass. And they did in the first matchup. They only out-rebounded by four. Pressure Kansas because Kansas got all kinds of turnover problems right now and extended the perimeter as KU is draining 35.8% from distance. Uh, do those uh, things. Check all those boxes. And I think Iowa State scores the cover plus nine. And I would be remiss if I did not mention the Chris Beard Bowl tonight in Lubbock. Jeff Goodman, a friend of of mine and of yours and of the various shows that I do live on the line on Bally Sports and Sirius XM's uh, Faith and Noise radio show. Uh, Goodman's in the house, and he tweeted out this morning that uh, the police presence is 30 strong in Lubbock tonight. Uh, That's how much disdain and angst has been built up locally after Chris Beard exited and went downstate 
abandoning Texas Tech to take the Texas job. Now he's back in the house. So emotions are going to be on high. I actually like the over in this game at 122 is where I grabbed it. Now you look at Bartorvik. Uh, I think they got it uh, projected like 59-55. Uh, Ken Palms uh, got it projected in the high one-teens uh, very few, you know, prognostications out there have it in the 120s. But I don't think they're taking into account, the computers anyway, how fast Texas Tech is playing right now. They're the third fastest team in Big 12 action. So they've really uh, applied pedal to the metal. And I think they're going to try to speed Texas up, get them out of their element, which is in a half-court setting. That's how Beard likes to play it. And as a result, this is going to be a higher scoring affair uh, than people believe. Texas is number one in conference and assist to field goals made. So I like the over there on 122, and that is must-see TV tonight uh, because it is going to be a raucous arena inside United Supermarkets. I didn't make that up, I swear. Arena in Lubbock with the 15,000 strong and full throat. And there you have it. Uh, That is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevos. Drop us a rating and a review, which kindly really helps out our pod if you enjoy it. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.